So who knew you could save water and still have yummy tomatoes? In dry farming tomatoes, there's no irrigation after the plants are established. Instead, they rely on the remaining moisture in the soil. The results, say dry farmers, are sweeter and tastier tomatoes, and you can serve water. Christina Hi, Aropoulou this is Will. This is of Easy Valley Farms in the Rogue River joins Saver host Will Smith. Hi, this is Will. This is Saver on the Jefferson Exchange. We are part of Jefferson Public Radio. We are a food show. We'd like to introduce uh, the people that actually bring your food to market today. Very excited to have Christine Aropolo at Easy Valley Farm. Uh, your second visit in six months. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Happy to be back. <laughs> I know. So we, uh, what, what started this idea of the show was that uh, the last uh, episode that you were on this spring, we started talking about tomatoes, and uh, uh, it's a favorite crop here that people have, and you are doing sort of a. It's not a new idea, but it's something that I think a lot of people might be interested in. Yeah, I, I started reading recently about dry farm tomatoes, yeah. and they're doing that in California a lot, in the Bay Area. And as I was reading, I realized we're sort of doing that anyway. Sure. I, we don't do it exactly the way they do because we have a different climate than they do, right. like the coastal climate that they have. But um, we cut off water um, when our tomatoes start ripening. We just we started to just lessen the water, and then now we've gotten to the point where we just cut it off because um, we find that the the flavor comes out in the tomatoes. Sure. They sweeten up, and they just they're pretty amazing. The plants suffer a bit, um, but uh, but we end up with really great tasting tomatoes. It's interesting because it's very similar to wineries here, mm. and the fact that that you know we, we want a wet spring but these vines that sort of have to struggle uh, you end up with this finer product yeah yeah which is really interesting to me yeah i i, I yeah that sounds so and good. i and i i did a little reading over the weekend regarding the soil in in endeavors to do this. If you have a super sandy soil, probably you're going to have some difficulty. Um, but I was living in Talent, and we had this very rich clay level, yeah. only about a foot under the, the topsoil. And so I'm just curious. It's a little late for people to start this year, but how would uh, a grower try to get into this sort of cycle of dry farming? Well, I think knowing your soil and knowing your, you know, your land is really good. We, we have sandy soil. So, oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. So, but we have a high water table. All right. So it, um, and what, and because we grow our tomatoes in hoop houses, we grow them in our greenhouses. Sure. We do some outdoor tomatoes for later season, but we get them started early in the hoop houses and we cover them, protect them. So we keep water on them. And uh, and this year we started, well, we started doing it last year, but we really did it this year because we couldn't get out in the fields to get our 
some of our spring crops in. Sure. So we did some intercropping with the tomatoes. So we put the tomato plants in and then put in um, our uh, salad, our lettuces and arugula and beets and carrots alongside them so that once they started, you know, we could harvest those crops and then the tomatoes would get big. But in the meantime, we had to water those so they got sure. enough water to get the... Um, the roots established and the plants established. And then um, once we harvested all the other vegetables, um, well, we're supposed to mulch <laughs> at that point. We haven't gotten around to it, but we're still I love doing that. it. Yeah. We actually mulched with some of the, the It's vegetables. on the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and that, I, I don't know, they've just exploded. They're taking off. They're getting enough nutrients from um, the soil, from deep into the where the water table is. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I was interested in the fact that a couple varieties were highly mentioned on a multitude of different sites, and you haven't found that to be necessary either. No. Um, I, I think people like using the early girls. Sure. They, and they really, I think the reason why is they don't get the blossom end rot that a lot of other tomatoes get because okay. they, they, they kind of lend themselves to dry farming. Okay. Um, I've been doing it. They're with, like a tougher, they're like a tougher yeah, skin. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. I've been using, um, my go-to tomato, red tomato, has been Moskvich. It's a Russian heirloom. Okay. Um, and it gets this, they get blossom end rot. They can get it. But they somehow seem to work itself out, and then um, and then, they, then they're fine for the rest of the season. But I like them because they, um, when you prune them, you get, a, it's a semi-determinate tomato. So you, um, when you prune them, you can get these large, big, almost like beefsteak tomatoes, sure. and then they go through a big flush, and then the second part of it, you get these like beautiful little uh, saladette tomatoes. Very um, sweet. Very similar to the to the uh, new girl or uh, okay. early girls. Yeah. I have so many friends that have t tomato nightmares every year. What, what do you think is the benefit of trying this? Well, I, I just think that I think a lot of people... Oh, now, I've heard this before, and I don't know if... It, it could be true, but people say that if you cut off the water, they'll ripen faster. I just feel, being a grower from the Midwest, right. I feel like we always said the knots, the nights get hot and steamy, then your tomatoes ripen. So that's why we put them inside the sure. hoop houses because here in Southern Oregon, the nights are not are not hot and steamy. Right, exactly. <laughs> so Very true. Yeah. So um, so we kind of trick that okay and um so that but maybe the cutting off the water also helps them to ripen um right. but yeah we've been doing that anyway so we got a lot of early tomatoes this year so and great. they're um very flavorful and um i think it just sweetens them up and gives them more flavor because they're not getting watered down and it uh, helps with splitting like a lot of people get you know, split. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Every year. That's yeah. what, that's all my friends issues Yeah, is, you know, it's so hot and then you feel like you have to water and then you water and then they split. Yeah. And if you feel like you want to water because you want a better yield on your tomatoes or you want your plants to look good, um, it's okay. Just make sure you pick them before you water. Okay. Okay. Right. And the other thing is try to pick them at like first blush or just beyond, uh, instead of 
vine ripened. Okay. We All did. Right. We've done experiments, and it's I like bet. they, if they, they can, they can ripen on a counter in a cool room. Right. And the flavor is the same as if they so were. So good. Yeah, but they'll last longer. They just seem to hold up better. That That's they're great. Vine ripened, yeah. Well, so I did also wanted to ask you. You were one of the. Um, we had last month. Uh, we talked about the farm tour. Yeah. And you guys were one of the uh, great farms that opened your doors uh, yesterday. Yeah. How was the day? It was great. It was really good. We weren't expecting much because we um, we were just opening our farm stand right. back up. And yeah. there's all these amazing rock star farmers and farms on the tour and all these beautiful lavender farms and right. vineyards. And we have a lot of weeds. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so... Um, but it was great. People came out for the tour. How um, many people did you have? I don't, you know, I don't even know. Maybe 75, yeah, 80 so people. That's, that's that was fantastic. really good for us. That's fantastic. Um, a lot of the people came back from the community. And as soon as we opened our gate, they like lined up at the farm stand just telling us how much they missed us. It was really, it was uh, awesome. That's great. It was so nice. And so, um, and we had tons of tomatoes and everybody was buying tomatoes. So it was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was very cool. I'm very happy that that yeah. was successful. <laughs> yeah. I was a huge proponent over at the co-op, um, ringing everybody's bell yeah. to try to get people out and about. It was good. It was really good. People said that they... Um, uh, because we're right, we're not far off the five. I think they were looping around from the yeah. Applegate yeah. to Grants Pass and then coming through, and um, everybody was really enjoying the day. Just a reminder for everybody listening: this is Savor. It's a part of the Jefferson, Jefferson Exchange on Jefferson Public Radio. My name is Will Smith, and we are here speaking with Christine Arapalu from Easy Valley Farm. Now that we've talked a little bit about how to grow these, what are your favorite things to do with tomatoes at this time of year? Oh, oh, you know, BLTs are... I know, exactly. <laughs> always a, always, always a go-to. We always do the first tomato, always we do BLTs. But this year, because my niece is staying with us, and so there was three of us to share the tomato, we did, um, we made cob salads. So, so good. Yeah, that was good. I'm a huge fan of... Uh, panzanella, which is that uh, Italian salad of sort of like day-old sort of stale bread that you toast into croutons and then mix it with the very best tomatoes, mm -hmm. red onion, um, maybe some goat cheese, avocado, and then drizzle it all with olive oil and balsamic vinegar. That's like a, that's a favorite uh a recipe of mine. Yum. <laughs> I know, it's so good. And then, of course, caprice salads. So. so always good, Yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing like a good tomato, and we only get those really July, August, September, so try and seek them out. I urge everyone listening to do some research on dry farming of tomatoes. And are there other, uh, other crops that you can also do that dry farming with as sort of a pairing? In your garden? You know, um, the, the grapes, I guess, is something I, that you can right. do. You and know, that, fruit, and you the, know. Yeah, I, I, I will always go back to that wine thing. You know, there's something about um, a vine that has to struggle. You're going to end up with a, a better product. Yeah. There's a, there's a life lesson there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and your niece who's visiting, who's here? Without a mic. 
She's been harvesting the tomatoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you have a busy great. summer. Yeah. Back to tomatoes. Any sort of like yeah. hints that for for people to sort of yeah. add to? Yeah, I think if, if it's for home growers, the yes. home, home gardeners, um, I always say like they're always mainly they come to us because their tomatoes aren't everybody grows tomatoes, but their right. tomatoes aren't ripening. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so I'll tell them you know throw hoop them and cover them at night okay. um, if they want them to ripen and cut back on the water because you know that can uh, also yeah right. help and. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I think that, that that helps people. Like we have, because we grow ours indoors, we also have the heat problem this sure. time of year. Sure, And so we cover with shade cloth and, you know, we're always like covered. Well, I'm <laughs> covering a, them so they don't get scald, scalded. I personally am in a new space that faces west and with no trees. And I could swear that my front garden is about 120 degrees yeah. every day. So definitely, I think, you know, limiting that sun effect yeah. and then doing this, this research on um, sort of selective watering, I think is a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you feel like your plants are suffering um, and you're going to lose them, definitely give them some water. But uh, we do that. We call it a water dance. You know, okay. it's like right. this kind of And you have to really between... look, at, like, look at the plants. Yeah, yeah. And they'll tell you. They will. But also it's okay if they're, you know, at the point where the tomatoes are coming on and they're ripening, um, you really don't care about the leaves. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, it's as long as the plant's staying alive and it's producing amazing fruit, um, you'll want the better flavor. And if you want more of a yield, um, plant more tomatoes. Yeah. How has this this season been coming off that very wet, cooler spring? How are things looking just sort of in general? I was curious. Well, because we grow indoors or we grow it inside right. the, the high tunnel hoop houses, right. um, we weren't getting the rain on top of ours. So we've had to, we had to irrigate in there okay. as All well. Right. But, um, but I'm, uh, I'm sure that that would help uh, establish the plants if they were, um, but we couldn't even put our plants in that early. It was so cold okay. at night. We had those All cold right. nights. Yeah. yeah. We were double hooping inside. We were, Hooping inside the hoop houses oh, in wow. March and For pulling and pulling plastic over wow. um, them, but you know, then you get early tomatoes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> success. Yes. All right. Thank you. Well, super. I, uh, I thank Christine Aropoulou of Easy Valley Farm for being our guest here on Savor. Uh, you can find us uh, at jeffexchange.org or anywhere that you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Uh, please download us and uh, send us a question if you have. We look forward to every month here. Thank you.